Today, I'm talking to John Shankman from Hashtag Labs, HTL. John and I go way back. Uh, he's been a big supporter of the Beeler Tech community almost from the, from the beginning. And we touched today on so many different topics. As anyone that's watched John and I talk, you know, we, we, uh, we throw a lot out at each other and then we, we pick through looking for the diamonds that I felt like on today's podcast that we, that we got there. And I uh, always appreciate John's support and his uh, being a member and part of the Beeler Tech community. And so with that, welcome to BeelerCast. John, welcome to BeelerCast. Glad to catch up with you, my friend. Yeah, thank you for having me, Rob. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And, you know, as I like to say, I've been hanging out with uh, Rob Beeler and the Beeler community for three years three years or so now it, so it, our, our relationship goes a while and in in that time you and i've had quite actually some philosophical conversations i i think what i love john is when i talk to you you're always reframing some of the conversations right so i think you know one of my favorite ones i i really thought a lot about and, and you and i talked a lot about uh was when you kind of talked about your platform as almost being like you know, a, a content management system for ads, which to me was like one of these ideas of like something I'd always tried to, to win people over, um, you know, back in my advanced days that this idea that you could not just put holes on pages to put ads, but you could, you could do that, but you could do that in smart ways and, and, and so forth. Um, and so, you know, again, you've been at this for, for some time and I think, You've obviously tracked the role of ad operations. You've tracked the ad tech conversations. A lot of things have happened over the last number of years and stuff like that, that you've been involved in, you've watched and, and so forth. And, you know, I'm kind of curious in, in your mind, some of, let's, let's talk about some of the top things that are kind of happening now uh, as you see it that, that are important for, publishers to understand. And I'll throw one out to you, which I think uh, is one that's probably near and dear to your heart, is ad tech always seems to have the solution for publishers, always comes in with this, you know, these, the, the promises and so forth. And I, I know you've had thoughts on this because I've heard you, I've heard you talk about this in the, in the past and so forth. Uh, this relationship between the middlemen and, and publishers can you paint a picture and talk a little bit about what your thoughts are in terms of either how it's being done well, how it's being done poorly, what people should know? What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's a big one. Um, <clears throat> and certainly something I think about a lot. Um, you know, one thing I love about your community is that it's all publishers, right? It really is about the publisher. It's about how does the publisher work with advertising? How do ad operators excel? And I think, you know, something that ad technology for publishers has done has sat above the publisher in the supply chain a lot. So reselling the publisher, you know, it's kind of like that consumer maxim around Facebook. If you're not paying for it, you're the product, right? And so a lot of businesses have been built by extracting value between the publisher and the advertiser when fundamentally the supply chain is really straightforward. It's the publisher selling ads 
to the advertiser. And the thing that's been fascinating for me as I've kind of come to understand things from a better technically is like the supply chain, like ad tech, in my opinion, has been built from the top down, right? A lot of the investment, a lot of the tools have been built by investing in the buy side or the advertiser side. And I think supply side ad tech has sort of been underinvested in, especially when you look at the tools and products available to publishers. And so, and the reason that's interesting is because obviously like, you know, the advertisers sort of have the money and so that makes sense. But the reason from a technical perspective that's interesting is the actual digital supply chain, the request from the publisher page is what kicks it all off. And so when you think about it from a technical perspective, really the digital ad supply chain, the the quality of it starts at the publisher page level. And publishers, you know, in my opinion, really haven't had great technical products available to them for them to build their own ad tech and their own ad requests. They've, they've basically relied on people in the chain above them. And that's where, you know, basically we've had a lot of issues where, you know, the, not the supply chain of not all of the money making it to publishers. And so, you know, I think I, you know, again, HTL's platform sort of represents this. We've never been a middleman. We've never, really extracted those expensive fees that have, you know, kind of put publish, you know, a lot of people talk about more money should go into the publisher's pocket, right? That's a popular talking point today for both publisher products and, you know, to a certain degree, advertiser products. But, you know, my point is like, this is self-interest in me saying this because HTL has never profited from that. And HTL has built a system that the publisher sits on top of to build their ad requests. So, you know, at a large level, at an industry level, I think that, you know, we might be seeing a little bit of a, of a, well, again, like why, and I think there's this other question that we, that addresses like the middlemen, right? Like why has publisher ad tech not been great? And the question I'm getting to is why have enterprise publishers felt the need that building their own ad tech is the right answer, right? Like advertisers don't build their own DSP. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone's using Trade Desk or Google or all of these things. But when you look at the enterprise publisher, they're using their engineering resources to compile and build and configure all of their ad tech from scratch. And that, you know, is not, is inefficient. And then there's this classical example that I also like, which is, you know, I'm sure back in the 80s, this is, you know, I don't actually know this, but I think this is a good example. <laughs> like in the 80s, right? Like every every company had a database engineer who was putting their customers' names into the database and managing that. And then Salesforce came along and everyone's like, oh, we're going to subscribe to this. It's the same thing for a, a lot less money and time and agita on our end. That hasn't really happened in publisher ad tech. So I think, you know, A, Publisher ad tech, the middlemen has been too expensive for the publishers and B, there haven't been products that have addressed the enterprise publishers needs in the market. Hopefully that's changing. And, you know, it's obviously my personal belief that HTL is sort of leading the charge. <laughs> I'll, I'll spare you the sales pitch. Yeah, that's, I, I appreciate that. Well, but again, like, but you, there's a number of things there that you make me think, uh, think about that I think are really, really kind of interesting, which is, 
you know, why do publishers go down this this particular path to to build when they could buy? And I feel and actually, I think I'll start more with your, your earlier point. I don't maybe I'm naive in this this respect. I don't I can't think of another industry where the person who creates the product has less control over how that product is perceived and valued. Uh, you know, uh, I, I like this analogy. I've used it used it before of like, can you imagine having a pizza shop, right? And you you make all the pizzas, you have pepperoni pizza, you got all the Sicilian, you got everything all laid out and people could come in and they basically will tell you how much they're gonna pay you know, for the pie, for the slice. And some of them will even pick off the pepperonis and take it off and put them on other slice and then pay less. That's what we do with our impressions, right? Like we literally go like, just tell me, what is it, what is it worth? Give me, give me what you can. Because I think we have a product, th- product piece to a supply issue. We have too much supply, right? Or with the supply we have, we haven't necessarily created that product, which I think, tell me if I'm wrong, John, I, I want to make sure I, I get, because I really think there's something what you're talking about, which is publishers almost, again, individually talk so much about their own solutions and go down their own paths for solving it. When, if you started to look at some consistency in terms of the tools you use, what you work with and so forth, you, you move the conversation along a little bit faster, like your Salesforce analogy, if it makes sense. Did I extract as much more nuance out of that, John, or I send us on a whole other path? I am hungry. I will. I will say. I'm yeah, hungry. no, the pizza example is good. Um, I mean, I think I think there's like two things in there. Like, a, you know, you were sort of talking about, you know, just ad tech not being understood. You know, like the publisher inventory not being understood, and you know, it's kind of this complex system that no one can really unwind. And, you know, the advertisers don't understand what they're buying. And I think we're seeing a movement towards, you know, advertisers wanting to understand things better. But I I, I think the fundamental answer to that is like, or the question is like, that's why enterprise publishers have felt the need to build their own ad tech. The solutions in market didn't really address, um, you know, what they needed in order to, you know, properly convey what they're selling, right? Like Mm -hmm. it gets convoluted and messy quickly. And so they have to spend a lot of internal resources, build a lot of internal expertise around these things to, to work with the market. I think that like, you know, the market do it, you know, kind of auctioning, do it, running the auction in a clear and transparent way and people telling you what they'll pay is okay but i mean you know again i think that has largely been driven by not at you know not publisher value but you know third-party cookies right like advertisers don't care you know or they used to not care or advertiser buyers didn't care like where their ads showed up or you know it was all about chasing these metrics and you know really third party cookies drove that. And so I do think like there is this opportunity, there is a reason to be hopeful for independent web publishing right now. Um, You know, I think there's a there's a time and a window right now to be able to rebuild the system where 
actual real publishers are able to sell their inventory to advertisers who are interested in buying real audiences against premium content and not kind of just yeah, like again, the whole supply chain issue, ARB sites, you know, made for advertising, like all of this sort of stuff. Like, how do we build a system that rewards that and not reward someone, you know, like gamers essentially? And I think, you know, that really gets into protocols, standards, understanding the supply chain. And I think, you know, again, everyone participated in the middle. And, you know, I think finally buyers are reacting against that and you know publishers are realizing it's in their interest too i think as a publishing community and i think you know again a lot of the people in your community can really drive this you know it's about publishers working together to define those standards and make sure that you know you can't get around them yeah i think right and that's that goes to well and i mean, i think there's an aspect of this, um, and you, you talked about publishers building stuff, and I, I think that there's there are publishers that that have some of those resources. I know, I'll I'll be honest. Every publisher I talk to talks about the the strain they have with their their dev teams. Like no one, you know, development teams typically are have multiple uh, departments that they work with and for, and there are conflicting priorities. And everyone can say revenue. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you this uh, in the last week, someone uh, someone removed our DMP code off one of the sites and only happened to just catch it just by checking a report. And you just go like, how did that happen? And you go. The development team's understanding of what they're trying to fix for to what they're solved to the priority. I mean, I I could not be that development person. Most people don't necessarily have a development team that's completely uh, up to speed on everything that goes in on ad tech, right? One of the things that was interesting is I think, and again, I'm going to some of the conversations you and I've had over time, which I was sitting there going like, what I like about what your solution is, is that as the ad ops person, I have some control over some very technical things that are very important to me, refresh rates, all those types of things. And I don't have to go to development team to sit there and find out where I fall on a priority to change a page or do something along those lines. And what it always gets me, and I, by the way, you know, John, this is why I love, love the idea of doing the podcast with you because I tend to, I'll say something I think you're going to like, and then you always tell me where I'm off. And this is one of those examples you're like, yeah, but Rob, like development teams use our tools too. This isn't the cut to dev team out of the, out of it. It's the bridge. Right, I think that was one of our best analogies that we had is this ops development bridge um, that that you've made that helps these two teams kind of work together. Are you seeing, um, I mean, first of all, am I right in my assertion that one of the reasons it's really hard for publishers to build a lot of stuff on their own is just going to be the commitment to that development. Maybe some want to take that on, some others not, but then there's also just this expertise it takes to be really good at doing development around ad tech solutions and what operations people need. 
Yeah, there's a lot in there too. I mean, the, you know, the, you don't know me, John. I don't ask a question like, "How was your day?" <laughs> I throw out a bunch of stuff, and then you get to pick out the pieces. That's that's how this works. Anyone listening yeah. to this podcast knows how this works. I ramble my question, and then you pick out the good parts. Come on. Well, me. well, no, but I mean, I think that's what makes selling ad tech hard, and I think that's what makes our business challenging. And I think that's what even makes evaluating things like performance challenging. Like we're, and it's also what keeps me interested in this business to a large degree. I mean, you know, I'm like, frankly, you know, again, like the whole like vendor, you know, publisher relationship thing, like I'm selling ad tech. Like, you know, I kind of like poke fun at myself all the time. Like no one likes an ad tech salesperson. I'm selling ad tech. Like I get that. It's all good. But at the end of the day, I actually really feel like a part of the publisher community. Like I'm in this because of blogging and, you know, in 2004 and stuff like that. Like I feel a part of the publishing community. So that's piece one. That's what keeps me interested. But the other piece, too, is like I think it's hard to find, you know, at scale arenas where you can practice science right you know most of this stuff is done in an academic environment and i think like a lot of what we're doing in ad ops and ad tech is practicing computer science at scale and so like you know we live in this kind of like multivariate world where you know like you it's just hard to really unpack everything into you know, not nuanced sound bites. And so, you know, kind of like what you just talked about too, is like one of those things where we kind of need to like extract each thread and look at it. Um, and so to the point, like, yes, I think, you know, not only am I interested in what we do because it's the Venn diagram between, um, you know, computer science and independent publishing, I think that you know, bridging, you know, at a publisher, bridging the gap between the engineering team and the ad ops team is a similar Venn diagram, right? Like you have the engineers who understand the code, which, you know, my favorite analogy about the code and this complexity and, you know, these, these challenges is like, if you, let's, let's say you write a novel and you put the comma in the wrong place and the whole novel doesn't work anymore. Like that's what we're dealing with in the code. Like it's this insanely detail oriented, like pedantic discipline. And that's just like engineering in general, right? Like 20,000 lines of code, you put one thing in the wrong place and boom, you know, you have people on Twitter telling you you're committing ad fraud. Like, you know, like it's, it's this like really crazy thing. And so there's this engineering thing. And then there's, you know, going back to the complexity of the ad tech ecosystem, there's the application of that code. And so I think there's this really fundamental challenge about bridging the gap between the engineering stuff and the business application of ad ops. And I think, you know, the ad ops people aren't always able to talk the coding language and the coding people don't know what the heck's going on and how like the ways and means of the digital advertising world work. And so there's just this fundamental disconnect. Like one of my favorite examples of this, it, or really one of the simplest examples of this is like, you know, because we go to Google Ad Manager, right? Like Google Ad Manager is really the number one tool for publishers. And so like Google Ad Manager has two things that are very, very fundamental to how the on-page code works. 
There is no concept of these things in the Google Ad Manager UI. And so we have size mapping and the div ID. And you know the div ID essentially, you can't repeat them. It defines the ad slot. Google Ad Manager, literally, I mean, it, it took me a long time to understand what the div ID was. And I, you know, again, I, I'm sure everyone in your community understands the div ID, but if you're coming in, you know, we're talking about training people up, you know, in, in the Beeler.tech stuff, like I would imagine 80% of first to second year ad ops people have no clue what the div ID is. And like, we gotta know what the div ID is. The other thing around this is size mapping, right? Like what creative sizes are allowed on what screen widths. Again, there's no concept of that in ad ops, but it's this core thing when you're implementing Google Ad Manager. And so the tools that, uh, and again, I think like the marketing opportunity with Hashtag Labs is education around this stuff, understanding the technology better. And so, yeah, I do think bridging that gap is a really big opportunity and helping the publishers understand it better too. And again, giving them tools to understand those things. Um, I think it maybe that addressed one piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you can pick it. No, like this. Um, I I have my questioning style. Uh, you know the the part that I like about that just is just one one aspect of that that I really like. And again, I do see you as someone that um, is consultative in your approach. It is about education. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of James um, on your team, James Strang, and he, you know, again, he's. Legend. <laughs> he's a guy right that like you could go to with these questions and he dives in deep uh and and what it popped in my head was this thing about like the div id piece and the understanding of it and just how much training there is involved in ops where again you're trying to learn a business while learning the technology and something to what you're just saying like but the user interface of how these tools and how we work with systems can solve for so much of that Right. And again, that's what I see. And that's why I love that, that analogy about the CMS for ads. Right. Like there's an aspect of going like, do I need to know the exact code? No, I'm not the guy who does that anymore. John, I don't ever just I hate opening up inspector and I hate open up, you know, the console. I, I hate it. I I know I've lost if I'm doing that part in my career at this point when yeah. I start looking at code. Like it's, it's, it's wrong, but yeah. there's a part of it going like, but I know my site and I know I'm not getting performance here or I'm not seeing what I want here, or I want to try something and just having that ability to do that is that kind of bridge. Right. And it is that kind of getting those, those things in front of them that are really important. Yeah. And there's this other thread in there that's really interesting to think about too. Right. So the UI empowers the ad operator to make the changes and then now there's this other question right like does a publisher need to build their own ui because like and this is going to sound weird because i think companies like mine have not marketed themselves in this way they've marketed themselves in they have that special sauce like you know what i'm calling now kind of like the mousetrap wars right like you know my code is faster than your code. And like, I'm not denying that that's not important. I think it is important. And I think, you know, you can have the most performant ad code in the world, but it, it's shades of gray to a certain degree. And so now what I'm gonna say is like, do publishers have to take these like extraordinary people who know how to write novels in code 
and use them to compile prebid and to add lazy loading and to add refresh and to do all of these things? Or is that fundamentally a commodity now? And like, can a system handle that as good as a human engineer? And I think that's the other element that we need to kind of look at and, you know, evaluate as a community and as an industry and say, do we need engineers compiling and building gpt.js, prebid.js, you know, running prebid server, which I don't think too many people are really going to tackle that one. But like, you know, do we need individual organizations expending their scarcest resources to do those things? And I think that's another thread that's in there to look at and think about and talk about. Step definitely one of the things I'm I'm all about and I use this analogy um off topic, but you know, everyone I know had to create a deck that explained GDPR oh. to their teams. Everyone did the same work. And there is a part of it, of, to your point, um, and I, you know, if I've got limited de development resources, do I really need them to reinvent the apple, reinvent the wheel, do the whole thing all over again that someone else has done or whatever? Or is that is that something, that, again, that can just be taken, done, and on to the next task, you know, because well, I've got other things to be developed. I've got other things. To be well, and then the final piece of that I'll add is just like, if the answer is you don't want to spend your scarce resources on that, what are the solutions in the marketplace that check your boxes to do that? And how expensive are they? Do you really need to give away a large chunk of your revenue to achieve those things, you know, or should they be inexpensive? <laughs> and I'll that I'll just leave that. At no, I, well, but I think it's I think that there has been some discussion and move. At, you know, um, actually on the SSP side, you're hearing that like sovereigns moving away from kind of take rates, and there's others. You know, it was there was someone um, a number of years ago that really put it in my head this idea that like the amount of work for being done for an impression that nets you a dollar versus five dollars uh, in some senses can be essentially the same and yet you're getting paid on that upside there are ways to sit there and reconfigure this and i think i think your your point again maybe i'll make it for you because you you want to be careful how you position this right but there is a, there's just an aspect of going like how ad tech is bought and sold uh has its issues it has its issues with that as well as the promise of what these solutions can do as well i think i think uh that's some of the reason why when you sit there and say uh you're nervous about saying that you're an ad tech vendor i'm not so nervous forth. people just don't like you know they're like oh this guy's coming in again <laughs> but I, I look at that and i go like well yeah that's that's like by the way, I know some people who sell cars, you know, or used car salesmen, yeah, and they're quite pleasant and great people, right? But you just take and you wash, uh, you know, the, you just you just broad strokes because underlying that, a lot of promises have been made, and a lot of things have been more expensive than they need to be. Yeah, that's that's like one of my number one lines, which I've been saying really since the beginning of hashtag labs. Because again, I, I feel confident that I'm coming from a place of like passion about web publishing and you know i worked at an ad network firsthand that was my first um foray into the business who so i think you know they really had independent publishers in mind and their best interests too um but like you know i kind of and i worked at a publisher like one of the more you know uh 
like a great independent publisher with like bloggers who are pretty legendary within the blogging community. And so, you know, I've been, as I like to say, I'm getting older now, you know? Um, <laughs> and so I, I've seen a lot of this and, you know, from all sides of the equation and like, you know, publisher sales has almost always overpromised and underdelivered, right? Like, you know, we're going to save you, put our code on the page. And then like this gets into like the complexity of it, right? Okay, like you sell the promise and then you get the code on the page. And then because it's so hard to make tech changes, nothing ever comes off the page. And so like that kind of like dynamic has like driven publisher ad sales or publisher ad tech sales and really given it a bad name. Like I don't blame publishers for feeling that way like it's it's totally right like i mean you know that's something that like i need to work to overcome and like earn their trust because that because my industry you know that i'm a part of and proud to be a part of like hasn't done a great job at it and like that's really what we're trying to change and you know you still see it like it's fine but you know and i'm trying to kind of undo that and i think you'd undo that by just building yeah anyway i yeah, I agree. I think it's been a problem and I'm trying. <laughs> so let's let's hit on on kind of one last last direction and let's see see where this where this goes, John. Yeah. Uh, there's so much that has happened in the industry and is happening to the industry, whether it be the regulation, third party cookies to just economy, the ad tech or ad recession, if you will, like people are nervous, they're spending different and so forth. Everyone's watching all these particular trends uh and it feels like right now is a moment right now is a moment for publishers to sit back lean in there's opportunity in my mind there's there are things that that, that publishers should be thinking about right now um over the next period of time what are some of the things that you would say that with this moment publishers should be thinking or publishers should be should be doing at this time yeah um <clears throat> again obviously i'm biased because like i'm interested or you know have a stake in in web publishing but i think it really does feel like there's a moment here right like you know like web publishing has where did all the money go right like the demand like people are spending a ton of money on digital all we hear about it's growing and you know, it's like, how is that story happening? And at the same time, web publishers, you know, not do it is it hasn't been easy, right? And it's because the big platforms ate it all, right? Like they were like, oh, this is what we do and we're eating it. I think there's a little moment right now where publishers, A, from a marketing and kind of values standpoint, like, you know, what do you want to align with? What do you want to support as an advertiser? that supporting web publishing is a good thing. And so now how do we build technological capabilities that allow us to compete with these big platforms, right? Like they, these are closed loop ecosystems. And like, you know, this gets actually into again, you know, another multi-threaded uh, complexity challenge, but um, you know, like why was these major platforms able to eat everyone's lunch? and? I can think I can point to like this one idea of like independent ad tech. It's, you know, on the supply side and the buy side, 
being really fragmented. Meanwhile, when these companies built these closed loop ecosystems, they're basically getting ad buyers on their system. They under they all all of these companies have inventory, whether it's in a news feed or on you know, SERP pages, you know, whatever, like this is inventory and they understand the data from that inventory at a very key level and then they run algorithms over it. So I think like the moment that we have as an industry from a technological perspective is A, don't give away the data, right? Like we, like the publishers own the data, they own the inventory slots, you know, who knows what's going to happen with a third party cookie. We need to watch that closely. But if, you know, especially if that goes away, all of the publisher data on the inventory signals, both from the audience and from the ad slot level is going to be on the publisher side, on the supply side. And so basically what the real challenge is to eliminate the fragmentation, right? How do you build data sets that you can run optimization algorithms over effectively? I don't think the supply side has been able to do that, or the supply side hasn't done that in the past. And I think if we think about how to do that moving forward, we can really build these insane, insanely optimized systems. And now, you know, we don't even have to you don't even need to, you know, talk to HTL anymore. Like HTL kind of drove down the path. Like, you know, as a publisher dealing with ad tech, it's frustrating because when you have a question, you're yelling into a black hole. I mean, it's sort of what Beeler.tech does too, right? Like, you know, at least you can ask your colleagues like in Slack now. And like, you know, it's not a like ad tech has really been a black hole. It's been a discipline we've needed to figure out together. And, you know, I think if you build the right data sets to analyze as a publisher and you know with how software has evolved you can do it inexpensively you can really start doing optimization at the level of these larger platforms if you have the data sets and you have the ability to make the changes and that's where i get stoked on htl like we have these fundamental building blocks that are tools that the publisher procures we have no interest in reselling it, nothing. It's like the publisher uses it, builds these data sets, analyzes the data sets, and can make changes quickly. And so, like, you know, and again, that's a self-interested thing. You don't have to use us to do that, but the tools to do that are not as expensive as they used to be, you know, with cloud computing and machine learning and AI and all that stuff. And so, like, yeah, I mean, so I think there is a moment and I'm optimistic. I mean, obviously it's 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 not an easy road, but you know, you just got as I like to say, time plus pressure equals diamonds. So, you know, I'm <laughs> being hopeful. Well, I, I just look at it and go, I, I I agree and I think I think there's an aspect of just getting control of your own destiny uh is the opportunity now, right? There's just something about like right now, really getting internally like go, like, are we going to give Give it all away again, whatever the next era or age, if you will, of digital advertising. And I think, you know, some of it's about locking down what you can control and doing it better. And um, and obviously, to your point, the the platforms have done a great job of building their own little ecosystems. And we yeah. got to start thinking about our own. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, you know, the thing, again, like these these more higher level truths or theories, whatever, like. You know, obviously, I love advertisers. I'm thankful for them. Like, they drive a lot. Advertising has done, like, you know, everything. But, like, why does the internet exist? Like, the internet doesn't really exist to run ads. Like, the internet <laughs> exists to 
share content and information, effectively web publishing, right? Like web publishing is why the internet exists and, you know, what's fascinating about it. So, you know, the more that we can keep that alive and thriving and, you know, kind of express that sentiment through the value exchange of advertising and build systems and ways and methods for supporting web publishing is, is important in my mind. Well, John, I want to thank you for uh, today's conversation. As, as always, I, I love the, the 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 very facets. Again, to your point, we, the, the threads that you and I pull on uh, tend to be different, but they always lead to another thread. And I, I love I love that about our, our conversations. I love that you've supported the Beeler Tech community or a part of it, and uh, can't wait to to see you at the next at the next thing. So, John, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Rob. Talk to you soon.